You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Nine minutes after nine South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. It's raining here in Lanasia. It was hailing uh, this afternoon. I see now it's raining and it's still pouring. And you won't believe it. There isn't electricity here in Lanasia as well. And I know some places in Johannesburg, uh, I just heard earlier on that in Ridgeway, it's already the third day there isn't water. But at the end of the day, we make shukr to our beloved Allah Azza wa Jalla wa Amma Nawaluhu on this beautiful night, on this beautiful evening, the night of Yawmul Jumu'ah. Well, I want to welcome all the listeners once again. Uh, welcome to Merkaz Sahaba. If you are tuning in, listen, of course, to our program, The Discussion, every uh, Thursday night between quarter to two. 10 o'clock, quarter to 9, because of course, 5 past 8 to quarter 2 is our little shining star. And I know many, many, many mummies, daddies, parents, nanas, nannies, dadas, daddies out there, they are listening to our program, the discussion uh, with my beloved Honorable Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim Damad Barakatuhum. And, and, and I have to ask Ustad uh, before he begins with some beautiful words of advice this evening. I have to ask him for some nasiha from my side to him, to our little, I don't know if our beloved Ustad heard uh, our little girl, uh, little Nuseiba uh, Padia from Isipingo uh, Beach. She's four years old. She lost her beloved father and she was so mashallah she came on air and she says make dua for her beloved marhum daddy everybody was crying i was crying and then i had sister shanaz raja as well and um, she lost her beloved husband she's from palm Ridge, and um, her beloved husband was with me in uh, in in school and uh, she says here yeah, that uh, uh, Molana, listening to the child brought tears to my eyes as in the six weeks that my life partner has left this world, my six-year-old gives me so much of courage. When he sees me crying, wallahi, he gives me the tightest of hugs and says, mommy, everything going to be okay. I don't, I don't know, but Allah gives these small ones so much of sabr and strength. Then we had Sister Razia Basha. Uh, she also lost her beloved husband. Ustad, it's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. I'm requesting from you, Ustad, maybe inshallah, before you start your program, many listeners were crying. If you could give all these two or three sisters uh, that they are, they are widows some words of encouragement to start. I was also crying. Welcome to the program, Ustad, to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. To you and our esteemed listeners, Dosto Azizo, Fakiro, Arababi Ail Wadanish, Assalamu Alaikum, Warahmatullahi, Wabarakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, you were Kafa, was Alamunna, Ibadi, Hiladina, Papa. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي 
بالخير اللهم اجرنا في مصيبتنا واخلف لنا خيرا منها سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected listeners all of you are crying and when you listen to that masum child subhanallah allah this is what Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the purpose of marriage one is procreation mm. and marry a woman that has lots of love compassion and kindness in her and who is able to give birth to many a child waladun salihun yad'u la Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Iza matal insan when the man passes away male or female all his amals and deeds come to an end so whatever you want to achieve for your akhirat while you have the last breath do it <clears throat> because once the soul leaves the body then everything comes to an end your file is closed before that consider your life ghanimat bonus is a gift from allah mm. and rasul pak sallallahu alaihi salatu wasalam said a muslim whose three children die before the age of puberty ya allah will be granted paradise by allah due to his mercy for them allah akbar on the day of qiyamah beautiful verse of the quran monana a sahabi of rasulullah before he accepted islam mm. one day came to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said i want to accept islam but i want to confess the gunas that i made suffering that i gave mm. that allah pak gave me daughters and i buried them alive in front of me So one day my wife told me that we have a daughter and she hid the pregnancy away from me and when the child was born she said no it's not my child it's my sister's child and the child grew up with us but in his heart of hearts today in that zamana in jahiliya and ignorance ignorance they were burying their daughters alive in today's zamana we are burying our daughters while we are alive because 
the duty and beauty of a girl child. Look at this beautiful hadith of the Prophet Okay, whichever Muslim who loses three children and they die before puberty, Allah shall grant them Jannah because of his raham and karam. Blessings of having a daughter. There is this Martin child who is comforting her mother. If anyone has a female child and does not bury her alive, does not shout at her, or does not give preference to his male progeny, he treats his daughter with love and respect, Allah Ta'ala will grant him entry into Jannah. So my point here today is when we have masoom children in our midst, many times Allah wants to destroy a city or a village. And the angels are moving in that direction with Allah's azab and punishment. But again, they plead to Allah Ta'ala, Rabbul Alameen, they are masoom children in that town or in that village or in that city. They are senior citizens, elderly people. Rabbul Alameen, your mercy and rahmah descends upon them. Allah, how can we destroy that city? Allah Ta'ala turns the azab away. So the presence of masoom children in our society and the elders and senior citizens indeed is a great rahmat from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So that Sahabi is saying to the Prophet وسلم, before accepting Islam, he's confessing that how he treated daughters. Daughters and females were treated with total disrespect. Allah. No dignity, no respect, hmm. no izzat. They were considered evil. And if وَإِذَا بُشْمِرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِالْأُنْسَ ذُلَّ وَجُهُهُ مُسْوَدَّهُ when a parent was given glad hiding that the wife has been given birth to a baby girl, would anger, would hatred, his face would get black. What azab came, what musibat came. Allahu <coughs> Akbar. But Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever Allah has given a daughter first, and he does not bury her alive. He does not ill-treat her, and he treats her equal compared to a male child. Allah will grant him Jannatul Firdaus. So children are a great amanat from Allah. <laughs> they are the flowers of Jannat. So that Sahabi, before accepting Islam, is confessing and talking to the Rasuli Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, this is what I did. Hmm. Every girl child, I buried her. So one day, this child, somehow the other, the mother concealed it. It was a girl child. But I made up my mind. I told the mother one day, please dress this child up in the most beautiful outfit. And in the meantime, he already had dug a hole. Hmm. And with the pretext of taking her to visit his family, he told the mother, Dress this child up, and I'm taking this child to visit the family. And he takes the little girl, and she's so happy holding her Abba's hand. Gee, she's jumping, she's playing with him. 
And when he reaches the spot where he dug the hole in the grave, he said to the little girl, Betty, go inside. And he lowers her into the grave, hmm. into that hole. And she's crying out to him, Abba, what are you doing? Take me out from here. And slowly he started throwing the sand inside. And that Muslim child is crying, what are you doing, Abba? What are you doing? Take me out from here. He had no mercy. He continued filling that hole with sand. And the child is screaming and crying. Ya Allah. And eventually she was buried. And when Rasulullah heard this, the way Rasulullah sobbed and cried and said to him, how on earth did you have a heart to do this? Jay. So that's a Sahabi before he became a Muslim, is relating, confessing the guna that he made. Gee. And Rasulullah cried, how heartless can you be? So who gave women respect and dignity to Rasulullah? Who brought a revolution? Rasulullah. Who gave the status to women? Rahmatullil Alameen Muhammadur Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, I'm just taking it from that masum child who's comforting the, comforting the mother. Okay, Allah Ta'ala is with us. What a great ni'mah. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, the purpose of marriage is two things, procreation. And inshallah, leaving behind the legacy. Okay, that you leave behind pious children who raise their hands for you after your demise and cry to Allah Ta'ala, Allahumma firli wali walidayya wali ustaziyya Rabbi rhamhuma kama rabbayani saghira Rabbi ghafirli wali walidayya walil mu'minina yawma yakumul hisab Rabbi awzi'ni an ashkura ni'mataka allati an'amta alayya Dua for your parents. You and I as parents on the day of Qiyamat, when you will see heaps of sawab visited to you, you're going to say to Bari Ta'ala Rabbul Alameen, I was not such a pious banda of yours in the dunya. I didn't make so much of ibadah. How is it today, I've got Heaps and heaps of sawab credited to me. Allah Pak will say, when you left this dunya, your children cried for you. They made isali sawab for you. They gave sadaqah for you. They did amali salih for you. And they made bakshish to you. Mm. That's the reward that you see today. So that's why when you make dua to Allah for children, Rabbi habli min ladunka zurriyatan tayyiba. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina azaban nar. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. Allah grant me hasana fid dunya al awladul abrar. Allah, give me pious children. Allah, give me naked children. Allah, give me God-fearing children. 
and that will come if the parents are God-fearing. Yeah. If we as parents become God-fearing, then automatically Allah Ta'ala will make our children God-fearing. And from day one, inculcate it in the mind of your child. Gee, when the mother puts the child to her breast, she should say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The child is listening. And make no mistake, when that child will be able to speak, the first word that will come out is Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So, from day one, inculcate it in our children. Whatever clothing we get, whatever food we get, whatever toys we get, whatever gifts we get, Allah gave it to us. Teach your child from day one that this comes from Allah. Say, Alhamdulillah, my baby. Alhamdulillah, my bachu. Whatever you want to say, teach them from day one. So that when they grow up, Mulana, it's inculcated, it's imprinted, it's engraved on their heart. Allah is the provider of everything. My Allah is the giver of everything. I'm going to ask my Allah, Mulana, what will happen when this child grows up? What mentality will the child have? What frame of mind will that child have? Allahu Akbar. And thee alone do I worship, and thee alone do I ask for help. May Allah Ta'ala grant the marhums Ameen. Allah Ta'ala grant the family sabre jameel. And one of the beautiful du'as to read, Allahumma ajirni, O Allahumma ajirni, fi musibati, O Allah, reward me in my test and trial. Wakhlufli khayram minha. Allah, whatever you have taken away from me, Allah, give me a better replacement. So, as an introduction to the question you asked, Mulana, may Allah Ta'ala make it easy for us. Make the children the coolness of our eyes. Make our wives the coolness of our eyes. So that one day, you see, Manana, we have this lavish weddings. We, mm. we gift our children with so much of wealth and luxuries when they're leaving the house. A beautiful, uh, subhanAllah, incident. Manana, the girl, the bride is going to the bridegroom's house and the parents have filled up Hajjahs and gave her the best of everything. Whatever she wanted, he gave it to her. And a few days later, they passed away in an accident. Mm. So when the father comes and he looks at his daughter's janaza, he became so emotional and he cried, burst out crying. And he said something. He said, Betty, I gave you everything that you wanted. But one thing I forgot to give you. Kafan dena bhulgaya. I forgot to give you your kafan. So, Mulana, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Mutu kabla anta mutu. Mot se pehle, mot ki tayari karo. Allah say, before death overtakes you, prepare for death. See? You see, Mulana, when we spoil our children, then we have to pay a heavy price. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, what is the duty of parents towards their children? Number one, treat them with kindness. There's a door in Jannat which is known as Babul Farha. 
And Allah Ta'ala shall give entry to the parents to keep their children happy in this dunya. Happy in matters of deed, not mm. dunya. So one of the duties of parents to their kids, treat them with kindness. Number one, obedience to their parents. Every household has got this problem. My child is indisciplined. Got no akhlaq, he's got no discipline, he's got no respect. He's got no way of talking. He's vulgar, he's rude, he's abusive. He assaults his father, he assaults his mother. See? So what is the duty of parents, number one, is to treat them with kindness. Whether it's a boy or whether it's a girl. Love your children equally. You show them big eyes, no doubt. If they do wrong, you definitely show them big eyes. But from your heart, you love them unconditionally. Number two, teach your children obedience. Number three, teach your children gentleness and respect. From day one, from the time the child can comprehend. Instill adab. You know, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, Allah's happiness is in the happiness of the father. Baab razi to rab razi. If your father is happy, then Allah is happy with you. And if your father is displeased with you, then Allah is displeased with you. As you say, ab or rab, hmm. you say abba. We say, Rabba, Allah. Ab me alif or ba me ra ka farke. For the whole universe, Allah is the Rabb. And for the children, Abba is Allah. Abba is everything. <laughs> you know, normally we say, Sab kuch jo kuch mujhe mila hai. A very great alim wrote this beautiful piece of nasihat, that Allah's happiness is in the happiness of the father. So generally we say, everything that you and I achieve in this world, yes, definitely. But let's correct that statement and say, this is a dua of both my parents, my father and my mother. Hmm. Very important lesson. How lucky are those people that their mothers are alive today. Their fathers are alive today. They are so fortunate. Allah Ta'ala, those of us who have lost our parents, we know, we know how much we must them. And sometimes when we sit as a family after some years and we look at our brothers and sisters, we say, well, you know, my brother is just like my father or my sister is just like my mother. Subhanallah. How does that come about? Those were the beautiful lessons that we learned from our parents. That after 20 years, 30 years, and one let's correct something. Mm. You know, who do you call an orphan? Yatim kisku kehti. You find lots of elders, you know, they say, I've lost my father, I'm 50 years old, I'm a yatim. No. Islamically, a yatim is that child <laughs> whose father passed away when he was an infant, or he was not baligh. 
when he loses his father and he's now Bali, he's not matured yet, then you call that child or that girl or that boy a yatim. Once you are Balik, you have reached the age of maturity and you have lost your parents, you cannot classify yourself as a yatim. A yatim, that term is used for masum, boys and girls, who lost their parents, and especially the father, before they became Balik, they are called yatims. Hmm. So coming back, what is the duty of the parents, Molana, to their kids? Number one is treat them with kindness. Molana, don't shout at your children. Don't deal with corporal punishment. In the olden days, they used to use a stick or a whip, whatever it is. Mm. Well, that was best that our parents knew and the old Asatiza. But in this zamana, Alhamdulillah, we have such a beautiful deen. Piyar muhabbat se apne bachyo ko samjau. Use love, experience, and wisdom in bringing up your children. By hitting a child, you're making them more stubborn. You're causing injuries to that child. And Molana, remember, if you injure a, a masum child, a nabalik child, mm. you take away the rights of a nabalik child. Mm. On the day of Kiamat, you'll never be forgiven because that child is not in the position to make you mouth because it's still nabalik. So you're going to stand in front of Allah with accountability. So as parents, we need to be a little bit, you know, understanding that we're also going to be held accountable for the injustices and zulum sometimes we make on our children. But then all five children are not the same. All five fingers are not the same. Some of them are high flyers. Some of them are every. Some of them are slow, Molana. Why do you want to taunt your child? Then look at your brother. He's getting 10 A's. You are useless. You can't even get one B. Molana, mm. don't do this. Every child has his own Kamal in him. He may be slow in certain aspects, but on the other side, Allah gives him some other gift which he outclasses his other siblings. Number three, be je- teach them gentleness. Be gentle. Gee, don't fight. Don't be abusive. Fourthly, a person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and it's a famous hadith. And he asked Rasulullah, who deserves more hmm. in respect? So Rasulullah said, your mother. He asked again. Rasulullah said, your mother. He asked again. Rasulullah said, your mother. The fourth time he asked the question, Rasulullah said, your father. So definitely the maqam of the mother definitely is great. But alhamdulillah, now let's see. I'm trying to wanna educate ourselves as parents. What is best for us? What are the obligations of a parent to help the child? is providing food, feed your children, clothe your children, shelter your children, and give them the basic care. You brought them in this world, Allah gave you as an amanat, so provide food for them, provide clothing for them, provide shelter for them, and the basic needs. And as a father and as a mother, your duty, protect them from harm any harm, whether they are deen or they are dunya. Are we doing that? No. We are sending our children to the slaughterhouse ourselves. 
And you and I are going to cry tears of blood. Because there is no qadr for ilmedi. Whether we come from a knowledgeable family or an average family, every preference is given circular education. I want to make him an engineer. I want to make him this. No problem. Please do make them that. But priority, can that son read Quran? I'm just giving an example. Your son is a scientist. Gee, subhanAllah, Allah gave him brilliance. But ask that beta, beta, can you read for me one passage from the Quran? <laughs> and see what answer you get. So you think that Allah Ta'ala is going to be happy with you and me on the day of Qiyamah. And as I said to you, Mulana, many times you can hold many degrees to your name. Your rosy is written, Arisku Maksum. Whatever your quota to receive whilst you are alive in this world, Allah has written it down. It will come to you. <coughs> you think that by having 10 certificates, and today you can see, professors, intellect people are walking the streets. They have all the degrees. They don't have a job. And look at that ordinary person who's a sweeper. He's a vendor on the road. He's selling bananas. Alhamdulillah. Allah is giving him barakah. He's earning money. He's sleeping peaceful. He has a job. He can look after his family. I've got 50 degrees to my name, Mulana. I don't have a job. My family is suffering. My home is being repossessed. My car is being repossessed. I can't pay the fees of the madrasa. I can't pay my university fees for my children. Hmm. No. Mulana, we have great roots. So protect your children from harm. Yes, exactly what I'm saying, Mulana. Give them the Islamic education. That should be priority. Together with this, give them secular education. But Islamic education has priority, Mulana. It will be a very sad day. But remember, Mulana, if, I have, if I'm a scientist and I've got fantastic degrees and I'm a genius, the day I close my eyes, everything will perish. Whatever I had in my brain, the knowledge, experience, and wisdom will turn into dust. But if I'm an alim, hafiz, or I'm an ordinary Muslim, but I by heart is Quran, I have hearted surahs, I know my deen and sharia, and I've helped other people, I've educated other people, Allah Ta'ala will continuously give me the reward even after my death. <clears throat> so let's prioritize deen, Mulana. Let every child of yours become an alim of the Quran. You don't have to be a hafiz. No way in the Hadith of Quran is written that every child must be a Hafiz of Quran. Yes, it should be a Hafiz of so many surahs that you can read your namaz correctly. If Allah Ta'ala has given you tawfiq, it's a bonus that Alhamdulillah you can by heart and become a Hafiz and you have a Hafiz or a Hafiz in your house. <laughs> but it's not wajib or farz to make every individual an alim or every individual a Hafiz of Quran. Yes, that amount of Quran and surah you should know which is sufficient for you for your namaz to be complete. Secondly, to financially support your children. When there's a divorce, you must see the tamasha that happens in court. Mm. The lies that is spoken, because now it's time to shine up. It's your own blood, it's your own child. The wife goes now to the maintenance court and you must see the lies. You must see the fabricated... Uh, the wage slip is brought, 
and all the invoices backdated and dates changed. I got so much invoices to pay. I got so much expenses. I can only afford to give my wife 500 rand a month. Mana is 500 rand sufficient. Mm. One buy one loaf bread, one tin of milk for the child and see, or one packet of nappies for the child and see what's the price. I'm the same father. When this child was born, I was, alhamdulillah, over the moon. Now when it comes to look after your child, you're making excuses and you're lying? No. Respected brothers, don't do that. It's one of the duty of parents to financially support their child. Number four is to provide safety, mm. supervision and control. That Masum girl got kidnapped. We make dua, Allah ta'ala. Make it easy for that Masum child. Ameen, ameen. Allah ta'ala return her as quick as possible. Okay. وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَحَدًا Read Surya Wadduha, read Surya Alam Nashrah. Read a lot of istighfar. Make, give a lot of charity. Allah keep her salamat. Allah bring her back and unite her with her parents. Insha'Allah, Aziz. But you see, it's to provide safety and security for our children. We need to have proper supervision of our children. We should have proper control of our children. And to provide medical care, Malama. It's our duty. And finally, is to provide Islamic education for them. <clears throat> so in a nutshell, Mulana, this is what I thought I would say to the listeners. I'm not sure if you have some questions. We said that, um, somebody, there's a, a parent wants to know what happens to a child if um, the child loses both the parents and who's going to give a tarbiyah to start? And uh, the parent wants to know as well from Bosman that uh, who grew up Hassan and Hussein, uh, the grandchildren of our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ustad? Obviously, uh, Maulana, it's quite clear that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha with Hazrat Hassan and Hussein. So who can be the best father and best mother? It was Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala who made the tarbiyat. And alhamdulillah, supervised by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. One day Rasulullah said, these two grandsons of mine are like the flower for me. They are the peace of my heart. They are the love of my heart. Mm. So grandparents and parents play a vital role in the upbringing of the children. So if both the parents are passed on or whatever mm-hmm. has happened, then obviously there's a rule of succession. Mm-hmm. Who is the next of kin who has the right to look after? So that we can check with Mufti Saab and the ulama kiram I think it goes to the nani first. Then if the nani is not available, then it goes to the dadi, subject to correction. But alhamdulillah, chariot has given you the law of succession. If both parents are deceased, mm. who has the right to maintain the child? So I think initially it goes to the nani and Nana, and if they are not there, then it goes to the Dadi and Dada, then it goes to the uncles and aunts. So, alhamdulillah, that we will have to get a fatwa and sharia to ruling. There's a, there, there, there's a sister from uh, Lodium, she says, Mawlana uh, Salim, my husband is not a five times namazi, uh, he doesn't read as much as Quran, as his son does, but of course, it doesn't give the son right to disrespect the father. Uh, you speaking about uh, terbiyat, 
you know. So the father doesn't read namaz, he doesn't read Quran, but to start, it doesn't mean uh, the father doesn't do that, where the son now can stand up and wants to hit the father or disrespect the father. Anonymous sister, who start? Anonymous, this is a very important question. Uh-huh. That live on a footing of goodness with your parents. Even if your parents is a kafir, mushrik, or murtad, and I, as the child, son or daughter, accepted Islam, embraced Islam. It gives me, it's my right to respect them and look after them. I cannot swear them, I cannot mock them, and I cannot ill-treat them. Yes, I can make dua, Ya Allah, give my parents hidayah. Yeah, is a Muslim child. Right? Allah Ta'ala has given at least this father, we should, inshallah, give him some credit that he sent this child to Madrasa, mm. educated this child. Alhamdulillah, this child is reading Quran, is Paban the Salah. Obviously, it's annoying him to see that his Abba is not reading Quran as often as him or as good as him, or is not reading Salah. But it does not give him the right to be rude and disrespectful to his father. There's mm. other ways, inshallah, to encourage his father, inshallah, to impress his father, ki Abba. Let's go for salah. It's namaz time, inshallah. Can I drive? Or can I, inshallah, make it easy for you? But to be showing disrespect for your parents. Mm. Don't even say off to them. If they are wrong, inshallah, correct them. It doesn't mean if your mother is doing wrong, in the disobedience of Allah. Gee, you cannot be obedient to anybody else. Gee. If your ustad or your chef or your father or your teacher is guiding you on the wrong path, you have a right to say, I will not respect what you're saying. Mm. I will not follow what you are doing. If it's in the disobedience of Allah, you are not obliged to listen to any creation of Allah. Sure. Shariat masla is very clear. So, Mulana, we should, inshallah, tell the youngster, inshallah, or speak to the ustad of that youngster, Inshallah, that we should make a little bit tarbiyat, piyar, muhabbat, with love and understanding, inshallah, and with some incentives, sometimes we can change the thinking of a person. Mm. So Allah Ta'ala reward that son. Alhamdulillah, he's a hafiz the Quran. But, you know, your father is everything. As I told you in the beginning of the start of the bayan, Allah's happiness is in the happiness of the father, and Allah's displeasure is in the displeasure of the father. Mm. So we need to be very careful. Gee. Respect at all times is compulsory. To me, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. We started about uh, five minutes uh, to uh, 10 o'clock, and I know, of course, we're going to be closing this topic, because next week, Thursday, inshallah, we'll be moving uh, uh, into another topic, inshallah. Maybe to all of our youth out there, Ustad, to all our teens out there, uh, December is around the corner. Uh, many, many people will be want to go and celebrate for 2023. People are already speaking about the Qatar, the 2023 World Cup, Ustad. Uh, sorry, 2022, Ustad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu Wa anfusakum wa ahlikum nara Innama amwalukum wa awladukum fitna Wa qala ta'ala Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu La tulhikum amwalukum Wa la awladukum an zikrillah 
and is responsible for his flock so if you are the president of a country you the amir of a country you the prime minister of the country whatever position allah has given you you are responsible for every citizen their welfare and their care yes you'll have a team of people working with you but if you are the king mm. you are the president you are the prime minister you are the amirul mu'minin it is your duty to make sure for the safety and security of each and every citizen that Allah has given you tawfiq to look after rasulullah made it clear the ruler is a shepherd and is responsible for his flock hmm. one a man is a shepherd of his family but it's the father's duty to instill discipline and order As a father, if I'm going to be complacent, Malana, and allow my son and daughter to leave the house without my permission, one, to just mix around with people whose akhlaq is not worthy, the environment that they are going in, the company that they are keeping with, the vice that is taking place, Malana, as a father, it's my duty. to stop that in the track because rasulullah said a man is a shepherd of his family <clears throat> and is responsible for his flock so allah is going to ask you i gave you this children as an amanat what did you do for them did you give them islamic education did you instill akhlaq in them did you teach them what is respect so we are going to be answerable to allah for our children and thirdly Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said a woman is a shepherd of her husband and is responsible for her flock <laughs> so Rasulullah clearly outlined one of our duties as parents if you're a leader in the community if you're a husband you're a father you're a woman you're a wife <laughs> you're a mother shariat has given you your directives and your duty So let us carry our duty with beauty. And if our parents are just going to allow our children because we are too busy making money, or we use the famous phrase, "Don't disturb me now. I got no time." Go and ask your mother. Or go and ask somebody to help you. Oh, no, no, that's the most dangerous statement any father can make, because when you disappoint your child, oh, no, no, when you reject your child. is begging for your attention is craving for your attention he wants his daddy to accompany him to school or to whatever sporting activity he feels proud because my friends their parents come and inshallah encourage their siblings on the on the playing field or whatever it is and this father is saying mm. i'm too busy i got no time ana you'll pay a price and you will cry tears of blood mm. and it will be too late when this son or this daughter will rebel against his father
asking the questions what's going to happen in this December. Mm. And if we as adults and parents cannot act responsibly, then it's too late. No use shutting the gate, gee, when the thief is already inside. Yes, Ustad. <laughs> and remember, people living in glass houses should not throw stones at others. Me and you, Molana, we have bad habits. I'm just trying to give us as an example. See, we like to look at the faults of other people. We like to laugh at other people. Especially if we have a tiff with somebody and some calamity befalls them, we start laughing and we say, good, Allah pa punish them. Good is my curse. Yaad rukho. Jaysay karni, parni. As you do to others, Allah will do to you. And remember, Allah will disgrace you right in your house. Hmm. Ustad, there's a, there's, a, there's a mother asking from Roshni. Uh, she says, okay, fine, we're hearing you what you are saying. But uh, can we just let our children, uh, maybe on the, the 31st of December, just to go out and tell them, okay, you must be back by 11 o'clock. Uh, that's the first question. Second question, sister says, at what, at what time should we tell our children they should be back home? Because they are grown kids. They are grown children. We cannot lock them up. Anonymous sister. And she says she totally disagrees with you. At least let them go out and you need to trust them and tell them you need to, you need to be back at home by 11.30 or not to start. Mm. Akal, because Rasulullah said after Isha namaz, there should be less conversation. Mm. Go to bed early so you can get up for Fajr namaz, Tahajjud namaz. If that was such an important thing, looking for the fun and pleasure of our children, what is the directive of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What was the talim of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Mm. That after Isha namaz, do not sit and talk and have all this type of fun, go to bed early so that you can early get up for Fajr Salah, Tahadud mm. Salah. This is important. Mulana, they're making tarbiyat. I want to ask that mother that she said, you know, we must be a bit lenient. Mm. And what happened? Find your daughter, you have given her some trust or your son. And the moment they step out of that house, in that vehicle that they're going, crashes and becomes in an accident. Or they die. Allah, Akbar. Number two, that daughter is raped. Sure. Number three, that daughter is given alcohol and she's taken to another place and she's raped. No, sir. <laughs> and the <laughs> abuse that takes place, Mulana, Allah Ta'ala forbid, don't put your children in the firing line. <laughs> Mulana, there are other activities that we could do at home for our children. Alhamdulillah, as a family, as siblings, Rana, there are other activities. You can read Quran. You can read a book. Alhamdulillah, play some games amongst yourself. So we can get the same, alhamdulillah, relaxation of the mind at home in a protected environment. Rana, that one mistake that you make, one day you give that permission to your child, and your child ends up in an accident as a cabbage, or that daughter gets raped and falls pregnant, you're going to hold your head and cry. You cannot trust anybody today. Mm. The only person you can trust is your parents. So my advice is try to look after our children. Mm. And inshallah, if you want to have fun, let it be clean fun with family members, immediate family members. So alhamdulillah, by doing that, Islam doesn't stop you from visiting. Islam doesn't stop yes. you from sightseeing. Mm. Go 
and visit and admire the creation of Allah, Allah will give you good health. But all your happiness, entertainment and joy must be within the framework of Sharia. So, uh, so a sister wants to know from Benoni, can uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on the night of the 31st December, can they just have a braai with the children or with the family or with the cousins who start? For what, Mulana? For what, what is 31st December going to do with Islam? How could start? Because that is Christmas, New Year's Eve, Mulana. It's a way of the non-Muslims. That whichever culture or whichever nation or whichever group of people you follow on the day of Qiyamah, Allah will resurrect you amongst them. Why do we want to follow the Christian? Why do we want to follow the non-Muslim? For them, maybe it's their Christmas, maybe something special. Why should we Islam is a perfect deed. We are not copycat. Allah has given us a perfect deed. Every aspect of how a Muslim should enjoy himself or herself is clearly stipulated in the hadith of the Prophet Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your children. Let teach your children horse riding, teach your children archery, teach your children swimming, teach your children wrestling. Subhanallah, so much of outdoor activity, Mulana. But no, because it has been now ingrained in us the 31st of December, uh, at midnight we will we'll be up watching the crackers going, we're watching mm. the celebration. Imagine if your mouth comes in that state, Mulana. What answer are we going to give to Allah Rabbul Alameen? So, Mulana, be proud of your religion. Be a true ambassador of Islam. Don't be influenced. Mulana, we were always leaders, and we led from the front. Mm. And inshallah, till the day of Qiyamah, we will lead. Because we got the best Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We got the best Quran. We got the best Sahaba. Haq. We got the best deen. Mm. So, alhamdulillah, be proud of your deen, and be proud of your Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar. Fi amanila, Ustad. Fi amanila, fi amanila. I see somebody says here, well said, uh, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim. Why must it be on the 31st night? Why should we have the prayer? Why not on the 15th or the 20th of December, Ustad? So what I'm saying, Mulana, no one stops you. Can you have a bride, Mulana? You can slaughter a whole ox, no problem. Gee? Hmm. Call the family, inshallah, feed them. You have. But why specifically on that day, Mulana? Hmm. Give me a reason. They don't have a reason. <laughs> Because those who want to celebrate, because it's a Christian way of celebrating a new year, see, we got no place for that in Islam. Hmm. No, no. The first of Muharram, see, that's the first month in the Islamic calendar. See, so we don't even know which is the first month in the Islamic calendar. <clears throat> We know that the 1st of January is the new year. We don't mean to be rude to her, but this is the advice I would give. That do not encourage this type of behavior. Mm. You can have rice in any other day. Alhamdulillah. Eat, kulu, wash, rabu, wala to sleep. Was that before? Eat, drink, <laughs> and don't waste. Was that before, uh, uh, before you leave us this evening, I, I, I want you to give an answer uh, to this listener from KZN. And the listener says, but Molana Salim, you were not strict with your children. Anonymous listener from KZN. Ustad. <laughs> I'm not sure who the listener is uh, about whatever his strictness, but whatever it is, he must be brave enough, inshallah. Give me his name and then Mulana can answer his question. Yes, he's... 
<laughs> how I may tarbiyat of my children, yes, what I did with my mm. children, alhamdulillah, within my, within my hudud and within my rights, alhamdulillah, as a parent, I have done and Apa has done whatever best we could do for our children, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Gee, yes, there may be shortcomings or whatever it is, nobody is perfect, but alhamdulillah, as a parent, I have done what is best. As a father, and Papa has done the best. Well said, Ustad. Mm. So, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala, from my side, I know I did the best. Mm. So, whether uh, the person has got a personal vendetta or he's got something to say, mm. he's welcome, give him my number, Mulana, and ask me to address Of the course, person. well said, Ustad. Well said, well said, well said. Ustad, Jazakumullah Khairan, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala protect our youth, our teens out there, inshallah, Ustad. Ameen, Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Five minutes after 10 South African time We're going to love and live on this beautiful night Beautiful evening, see you guys tomorrow morning Same time, same place on our program As-Safina to Ilal Jannah And Mulana Salim Karim spoke facts And it's happening my beloved wonderful listeners Of uh, the discussion We love and leave you Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sa jami'a Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh